but it gives us an understanding of how we can kind of leverage our energy to operate in a way that just feels good to us. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's your host, Eileen. Today, we're going to learn about something called human design. This is a tool that you can use to get to know yourself better. You guys know I love personality assessments, and this is another self-discovery tool that might change your life. So with us today is Erin Claire Jones. Erin is a leadership coach specializing in human design. She's been featured in Forbes, Nylon, Well and Good, Mind Body Green, and more. She helps leaders and teams step into their highest potential by offering them the self-knowledge and tools to perform at the top of their personal and professional games. She has consulted for startups all over the world, built companies supporting executives, partnerships, and small teams to operate more harmoniously and effectively, and conducted research on leadership challenges at 90 plus early stage companies. Hello Erin, welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. So let's just get into it. What is human design and how does it work? So human design is a system that is based on your exact time, date, and place of birth. And the idea is that it gives us our energetic DNA. And so what I mean by that is it helps us understand how we're meant to make decisions, communicate, work within teams, cultivate relationships, literally all the things. And for context, mm. there are about 2 billion different configurations. So every, yeah. I know it's crazy. So everybody's incredibly unique and human design really gives us both the self-knowledge, but also the tools to kind of really step into our own potential. And what are these ideas based on? Because when you say like birth, date, time, location, I think of astrology, but what, what else is there to it? So, I mean, that's the association a lot of people make and astrology does play into it, but it's a very small piece. And so the idea is that human design is a quantum system and it pulls from a lot of different things. So it draws from astrology, it draws from the Kabbalah, from the I Ching, from chakra system, from quantum physics, uh, genetics, biochemistry, like literally all the things. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that kind of all pulls together to kind of give us our own mapping. Um, So yes, it plays, everyone plays, everything plays a little bit of a role. In your best words, how can you explain like, how it works, like taking our birth time and location, how does that, you know, translate into our energy? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like a little bit crazy. You know what I mean? It's a little bit wild. (laughs) I think that like we can't always explain it, but I think the idea is that based on where the planets are and sort of where, what was happening when we were born, we kind of have an imprint. And the imprint is just like our kind of energy and it doesn't determine like what we're going to do with our lives or like, you know, what our career is going to be, but it gives us an understanding of how we can kind of leverage our energy to operate in a way Mm -hmm. that just feels good to us. And so, you know, I think it's like a little bit of a mystery in some way, like why that works, you know, and like why we can get that much information from the time we were born, like who knows, you know, I think that like (laughs) my experience and it's so funny because I work with a lot of companies and my business partner is also like a skeptic and it's been so useful because like my work is not about convincing people that human design is true. It's about just like introducing the tool and my experience is Mm. the information itself is so resonant on like such a cellular level that people are like, I don't actually care where it comes from. Like it works, it's helpful, it's useful. And that was my partner just had the experience of. He's like, this is wild. I like never, I've always been so averse to systems like these, but it's just like, it's so tactical. It's so grounded. It's so actionable. So 
you know, yeah. I think on the highest level, it is kind of our own unique blueprint. But I do think that like there's a little bit of mystery and I love that. And I think that we mm-hmm. can't always understand exactly how it works. We just know that it often does feel right. Yeah. And one thing that's different about, I guess, the chart that you get on human design is it's it looks like it's related to your body. Like you're, it's mapping out different areas where I, I don't know if this is right, but where energy is concentrated or, or something. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that part? Yeah, that's a great question. So we actually call the human design chart your body graph, you mm-hmm. know, just because it is like a mapping of how the energy moves through your body. And so what it shows is like, if you look at your design, there are lots of links. My website is erinclairjones.com slash look up. You can look it up in lots of places. And the idea is that you'll see kind of nine different energetic centers that in some ways mm-hmm. correspond to just the chakras, just kind of like hubs of energy in our body. And when the areas are colored in, it's like where we're drawing our energy from mm-hmm. and the things that are operating in a more kind of consistent and reliable way within us, the things we can really rely on. And all the areas that are white and open in our design are basically all the areas where we are open and sensitive to kind of taking in other people's energy. And so mm-hmm. those are the areas where we're here to be kind of very wise, but also the areas where we can get taken off track. So it's really useful to have a conversation with people and kind of reveal like, these are the things that are consistent and reliable and always there within you. And also these are the pieces where you are very sensitive and here to kind of explore the world, but like be cognizant of that. So you don't kind of rely on it to be more consistent than it is. Uh, so you're saying we should rely on more the colored parts of the graph because that exactly. is, would you say that is what's truest for us? Is it like kind of where you get your intuition from? Yeah, well, you're, it's funny because your intuition is one of your colored areas. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's basically the areas that are just more consistent. You know, for example, okay. like one of the areas that's really consistent for you is like this gut response. And you're kind of meant to use that gut to just kind of like make all the decisions for you. It's like an opening mm-hmm. in your body or contraction. Whereas like people like me, it's like that center for me is totally open. I don't actually have oh. a gut response. I can kind of get inspired by other people's energy and feel it for a moment. But like that's not a thing that I can rely on because I'm just kind of like – you know, very fluid in the way that I'm engaging with that part of myself. Whereas for you, that's... So what is the best way for you to make decisions? For me, it's all about my emotions. Mm. And so basically, it's all about sleeping on things and really giving myself time to feel into things before I commit. Mm. And so taking a beat, whereas for you, like you can decide in the moment based on your gut response. If it's a full body, yes, you can go for it. Yeah, this is why I love human design because you hear these like these things that people say, oh, always listen to your gut, listen to your intuition, do this exactly. and that. And And yes, it might be true for some people, but not all people. Some people are more in their head and some people don't know, don't have intuition. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, talk about that. How are we different? (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's like the magic is that I think people are like, oh, I like should be making decisions this way. Like the gut, I'm like, I don't have a gut response or you Mm. should be marketing or building a business this way. And like, the truth is we're all meant to do it differently. So Mm. I think the most important pieces of your design are going to be your type, your strategy, and your authority. So there are five different types that are associated with different strategies. But what we're referencing right now is the authority, how we're meant to make decisions. So some Mm. people like me are meant to sleep on things. People like you are meant to trust their gut response in the moment. Other people are meant to be very spontaneous and kind of trust this like fleeting intuition. Intuition is very quiet. It's like Mm. a little bit less visceral than the gut response. Some people are kind of meant to like make decisions based on their ego It's like whether or not they really have the willpower to do something and to be kind of healthily selfish in their decision-making to make sure decisions take care of them. Um, Some people are meant to verbally process, just like their truth comes out by giving voice to it. So Mm. just like surrounding themselves by people that they trust and letting themselves talk. Other people, it's about being in the right environment. Some people, it's about giving themselves a full 30 days before they make a big decision, which is always so mind-blowing to me. But this is for a specific type in human design, but those people tend to really understand. They're like 100%. Often, I need a few cycles. So 
again, that's just like a little bit of a window into how differently we each make decisions and how useful it is to not only know your own, but like your partners and your colleagues and your bosses and your employees, just so you can honor their unique way of operating. Right. So how many types are there? Five. Okay. So there's five different types. So five different ways to make decisions. No, so sorry, the okay. two separate. <laughs> the, okay. And there's so much weird language. Let's I know break it down. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there are five different types, and then there are different strategies that correspond with the type, and then there are the different authorities, and that's what we just talked about. So do you want to hear about okay. the types? Yes. Okay. So we have manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. And so you're a generator. I'm a projector. And so basically manifesting generators and generators make up the majority of the population. These are the Mm -hmm. people that are here to just like build and create and do. Most important thing in the world is that you're like so lit up by what you're spending your energy on because when you're lit up by what you're doing, you're basically lifting up the energy of like literally everyone around you. You're kind Mm -hmm. of meant to wake up with like a full tank of energy to kind of exhaust your like tank in very healthy ways throughout the day and then kind of crash and wake up, recharge. Difference between the two is that manifesting generators often thrive when they have their energy in a lot of things at once. They're the people that are like, you know, I'm a I'm a yoga teacher. I own a dance studio. I'm a lawyer. I'm a mom. They're like literally all the things and that is their magic. And so often they've been made to feel like they're too scattered. Um, but both these types mm-hmm. are just like our energy being is the ones that again are here to kind of bring things to life. And for both of these types, their strategy is all about magnetism. It basically means that you're not really meant to like chase after things. It's really about paying attention to what shows up in your world and kind of what lights up your gut. And when you get that like lit up gut, that's the permission to kind of go pursue that thing and confirms you have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. How does that feel to you before yeah. I go to the other type? Oh, no, I because I've like done my whole graph and I've read about this. So I understand. I think the key difference was not just deciding to do a random idea out of nowhere, but to like respond to the world and listen to your gut. That's that's something that I never really considered. But after learning about this, I I'm trying to to practice that more and trying to to see that because Because I think before learning all this, I used to teach, you know, just decide what you want and go for it. But I guess it's not the case for everyone because they don't, people don't know what they want, right? Exactly. And it doesn't often come from like a mental place. Yeah. You know, be like, oh, I'm going to just decide this thing and make it happen because your gut for you specifically and also for like generators and manifesting generators helps you know what you're actually available for, mm-hmm. you know, like what you actually have the energy to do. Yeah, and I actually find that you learn as you go. You you learn by taking an action and then you get mm-hmm. some sort of response or feeling and then you know what next action to take after that. 100%. You know, people mm-hmm. sometimes are like, but like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I'm energized by. I'm like, just like honestly throw things against the wall. Like give yourself exactly. things to respond to. And then as soon as you get that yes or no, like that's going to give you direction for it. Mm-hmm. So then we have projectors. And so projectors are the people that are really here to kind of be like our leaders, our guides, our advisors, our teachers, but they don't really have that same consistent access to energy as generators or manifesting generators. And so as projectors, it's really about learning that your worth is not in like how hard you work or how much you're doing, but it's really in the way that you see the world. They tend to be incredibly sensitive to energy and just like are here to really guide other people, um, whether it's like as a CEO or manager, whether it's like as a therapist or coach, you know, any career is possible. But for them, it's really about honoring the ebbs and flows of their energy. The kind of joke for projectors is that they're meant to work like three hours a day, which I know is like not always feasible. I know I work more than that now, but the idea is just like concentrating it and honoring when the energy is there and taking rest when it's not. I'm not trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. And then their strategy is yeah. all about waiting to kind of be recognized and invited in. So kind of waiting for someone to see mm-hmm. their magic, see their kind of value and inviting them in to share it. Mm-hmm. 
And so when I first discovered that, I was like, how am I supposed to build a business waiting for an invitation? And yeah. I think that like so much of my work as a projector is basically about making myself visible and available. So sharing uh-huh. about what I do in a really broad way and letting the people find me. And then, and so yeah, and just also paying attention, like where do I really feel like my guidance is the most invited in and recognized and how can I invest more in those spaces? And then we have manifestors and manifestors are the ones that are really here to kind of initiate and make things happen. And they're the ones that are here to get things started, not always here to do all the doing themselves, but like just to get the ball rolling. Often freedom and autonomy and control are kind of everything for manifestors. So it can be a little bit challenging for them to be in environments where they're being controlled or told what to do in any way. So they often thrive when they are either working for themselves or charting their own path or like say at a big company, they have like their own domain. It's like, this is my area. Like I'm going to do what I please and just like let people know how it goes. And so their strategy is all about initiating. So they're here to make the first move. That's true with business and dating mm-hmm. and also about informing. So basically once they've made a decision, reflecting on all the people that decision is going to impact and make sure they let mm-hmm. them know before they do it. And then we have reflectors, our last type. And these are about 1% of the population, the ones that are meant to give themselves 30 days before they commit. But they're so unique in that they basically are so sensitive. Like you and your design are so sensitive to your physical environment. And But for reflectors, that's such a key part of their design where they're, they're basically taking in everything in their environment and mirroring it back. And so you really get a sense of like the health of a company or community or team just by how that reflector is showing up. And their identity is always shifting. They are going to have periods where they feel like a manifestor, like a projector, like a manifesting generator, like a generator. And so their work is to not try to put themselves into one box, but basically allow their kind of fluidity and and kind of let themselves feel a little bit different every day. And the last piece I'd share about them is just they tend to have this very kind of objective, just powerful perspective on things. So it's really useful for that to just like ask them what they see. I was doing a Um, Mm -hmm. alive last night with a reflector and it was just cool to hear her reflections on what's going on right now because I think that they just have this very objective powerful way of seeing the world is there like a famous person that you can point out is a reflector that we can kind of get a better understanding yeah I know they're a little bit harder to like tune into because they're always adapting so Ama is one I don't know if you know Ama but she's like Mm -hmm. the hugging saint Mm -hmm. she's like gone around hugging millions of people um and she's, I got a hug from her at like 2 a.m. years ago, but she's just such a good example because she really just kind of like mirrors back to someone exactly where they are. Oh. Um, and like that's literally her profession. You know, another yeah. good example is Sandra Bullock who, you know, is an actress and also a great example because her identity is so always morphing and changing yeah. because she's kind of like sinking into these different identities and just like really embodying it. So she's another good one to think about. Yeah. So once you know your type and then you know your best way to make decisions, what is beyond that? Like what else can we get from human design? Oh my God, so much. You know, I think that like I Mm -hmm. often start by just doing one session with people, but like sometimes I'll do like 30 sessions, you know, because there's just Mm -hmm. like so many different layers to go into. But I think the most important pieces I would recommend after that is as we talked about before, there are kind of different areas in our design that are white and open. We call these our open Mm -hmm. centers. And these are basically the areas where you're the most open and sensitive to taking in other people's energy. So that's Mm -hmm. often like the place that I recommend to go in after just because it can help you understand like where you're here to be wise, but also where you can get a little bit taken off track. So do you want an Mm -hmm. example of that maybe from your chart? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like Two examples for you is like one, you have a very open emotional center, which means you're very open and sensitive to the emotions of other people. And maybe Mm -hmm. not only can you like experience their stuff, but you actually experience it often more intensely than they do. And so Mm -hmm. it can make you so 
in such a position to be very emotionally wise and kind of really tapped into what people are feeling, but it can also be a little bit overwhelming. The shadow would be like, honestly, not knowing what's yours, not knowing what someone else is, like um, mm-hmm. avoiding confrontation, not fully expressing your truth, like kind of jumping into things too quickly based on someone else's excitement, not from your own gut response. And the mm-hmm. wisdom is really about being very empathic, but also like knowing how to move in and out of other people's emotional kind of experiences without taking them on as your own. And knowing that so often what you're feeling is about intel into the world around you and not like your own stuff. So just knowing yeah. you're here to kind of mirror back and give language to other people's emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you say most empathic people have that open center? Is that what makes people empathic? You know, I definitely call these people empathic, but like they're hyper empathic. I think that if you had that center colored in, it's not that you're not empathic. It just means that you're not going to like necessarily experience other people's emotions as your own. You know, like Mm. I have this center colored in and I feel like I'm able to tune into where people are, but I'm also like very much in my own seat, like going through my own process and observing, whereas you're like, can be so in it with them in a different way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Um, And then one other open center for you that's important is you also have an open identity center and the identity is all around having like a very fluid and flexible way of expressing yourself. And so Mm -hmm. you're kind of meant to be a little bit chameleon-like and not always just be one thing. And so the shadow would be like trying to put yourself into one box. Be like, I've got to like figure out like what I'm doing, my partner, where I'm living. I've got to just like figure out who I am. And your wisdom is just being like, honestly, my identity is always adapting and changing. And so my concern is more, who am I today? And like, it's going to keep changing. And then- Yeah, like to keep it open. To keep it open and fluid. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, I was doing some sessions today with people that had this open. It was such a relief because they've been like spending their lives being like, I've got to figure out who I am and to just know that it's always changing and that is their magic was like oh my god you know thank god that really was my struggle in college like I got to figure out what I want to do who I am and then now like I I feel like I have so many like I'm multifaceted like there's a lot of parts to me and I just have to accept to not label myself into anything yeah and not just have to be one thing you're like I'm like this around Mm -hmm. these people maybe this around these people I'm like that's perfect another quality with that one is that you're somebody who according to your design is very sensitive to your physical space so also one of the best things Mm -hmm. that you can do is just choose to be in spaces that feel good like making sure your city feels Mm -hmm. good your home feels good like if you're going to meet somebody out for dinner, making sure the restaurant feels good, like being in the right space really makes you available for the right people yeah. and the right opportunities. So just honoring that in all the ways. Mm. Do you feel that? Or do yeah, you think you honor definitely. that? Yeah. Well, I definitely like the space around me is really important. Like the like I have to keep things tidy. If things are messy, I feel mm-hmm. bad. And also <laughs> like I love traveling because like I feel the energy of the space, the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're taking mm-hmm. it in. You're like yeah. feeling it, which is why if it's in a space that doesn't feel good, you're going to probably take it in in a way that really affects your well-being mm-hmm. and doesn't feel right. Yeah. So that's a really interesting area to look into. There's also something called your profile. Have you ever explored the profile? No. What does that mean? The profile, there are 12 different profiles and they're basically just like around how we're here to kind of manifest our purpose. And so there are always two pieces to them. So for you, you're what we call a three, five profile. And so, which I know makes like zero sense, but the numbers just have different meanings. So the two pieces for you and this, this part is around the three. So if you have a one, three profile or six, three profile, then like the three is going to be, this piece will be relevant. So For you, you are very much here to learn through basically experimentation and trial and error. Like you're really here to kind of make mistakes and just like learn as you go and basically Mm -hmm. glean as much wisdom as possible and bring it on to the next one. And so bring it on to the next thing. And so for you, there's like actually no such thing as a mistake because you're kind of here to discover all the things that work, all the things that don't, learn as much, and then probably share with your audience, like I tried all the things. (laughs) These are the things that have worked. These are the things that haven't. So there's just such wisdom in this one because it's like you being kind of in like in the depth of life, experiencing it all, and then kind of teaching mm-hmm. people what you've learned from that. 
Oh, yeah. That's definitely me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's combined with the five. And so, again, if you have like a 5-1 profile or 5-2, this is going to be relevant to you as well. But basically means there's a very just natural like leadership kind of problem solver fixer nature to you where you're here to like come in and save the day. Like offer solutions mm-hmm. no one has thought of and then like check back out like not here to be saving day the sa- saving the day and fixing problems all the time but the thing for you to be aware of is that sometimes people can really project things onto you like project that you could fix them or guide them or lead them or save them or be this thing or this thing and so for you to just know yourself well enough to like only say yes to the projections that are really correct for you and to not construct mm-hmm. your identity based on what other people are perceiving because they can kind of see possibility in anything in you but to kind of know yourself well enough to know like this thing really feels right and aligned with who I am and this doesn't does that make sense right kind of that one makes sense less yeah but can you say it in another way of course so <laughs> the idea is that like basically with this one it means that people can kind of see anything in you like they might mm-hmm. see you as their savior they might see you as like put you on a pedestal in a romantic relationship they might see you as like their best friend like they basically just see possibility in you yeah and so because of that it can be really positive you know like oh my god people can see so much in me but like for you it's not about saying yes to all the things just because someone sees something and you doesn't mean it's right you know so just kind of trusting your gut to be like does this relationship actually feel right do I feel like I can actually help this person in this way um does this actually feel like a friendship but kind of leaning into your gut to know what actually feels correct and not saying yes just because somebody like thinks you can do a thing or thinks that you're a person and kind of really just like leaning into yourself to like just to only say yes to the things that are like yes this feels like deep yes in my gut and this feels like me does that make more sense? Yeah, actually, yeah, that totally does. And it's something that I've I've been learning because with what I do, like I get so many messages, I get so many emails. I have people that want to be my friend and although I want to be everyone's friend, like I don't have the time for that. Okay. And there's, you know, you I, I do have to listen to my gut on like where to put my energy to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is, it's amazing. It's often flattering, like, because it's just like, again, people see so much often positivity in you, but again, just knowing your boundaries and knowing what you're available for. So yeah. And then, I mean, there are are more pieces if you want to hear them, but I also don't want to overwhelm anyone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, do you also study other personality types like Myers-Briggs, astrology, or Enneagram? Do you feel like these are always related or some does sometimes it conflict yeah I haven't ever had the experience where they've conflicted like I've co-hosted retreats with Enneagram experts um and we've kind of explored the different modalities I don't like I've you know I've gone on like weekend retreats because like I love learning these things obviously based on my career but Mm -hmm. I think that like human design is so in-depth and there's so much information that I actually don't really feel like I have the space to integrate more right now um I also think they're a little bit you know, I mean, I've never seen them conflict, but they are different because, you know, with Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or Strength Finder, we're kind of like self-diagnosing, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, answering questions and based on who we think we are. And like what human design does is it kind of looks at both who you are. You can see where that is in your design, but also like all the things that are underneath the surface that you might be a little bit less aware of. And so it kind of like mm-hmm. helps us understand the energetics in a way that I don't think we really had access to before. And so I think that's part of the magic of human design for me is like, honestly, just like giving the birth information, which feels crazy, but just like, again, getting this full picture in a way that I was like, oh, I don't know if I would have like a lot of this I knew, but there is some stuff that's just like in my body that I actually didn't have words for before. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And can you talk about the challenges that people might face if like, like 
do different types clash with each other or do, do certain types go better together you know in relationships or family things like that yeah so I think like to generalize I think a lot of people are like compatibility like can we build a dating app and like it's definitely <laughs> not a thing where you're like okay I'm a projector I'm looking for an emotional generator like it's more like you've got to have chemistry with a person and then once you have chemistry it's fun to sit down and look at how you can best support each other so I wouldn't mm. say that like there are any that are like an absolute no, because I just don't think that's how these systems are useful. Um, I think there are some relationships that might be a little bit more challenging or might require more work than others. And that it's actually a couple layers beneath the type. Um, but I think if you're with somebody of a similar type, there's going to be this real foundation of friendship. Like just like even with a similar mm. profile or similar way of making decisions, it's like, oh, we just like get each other, you know, and you can yeah. really support each other. But like, you know, my partner is a totally, I'm a projector. I need my time when I make decisions. He's a generator. He makes decisions super quickly. We we have so yeah. many differences in our design and I think the magic of human design is that it's really given us a language to understand our differences and to kind of like navigate through them with a whole lot more just like harmony and ease you know mm -hmm. and so I think where we get tripped up in relationships is just when we kind of expect someone to be different than what they are or even more similar yeah. to us you know and so like human design just gives us a language for those differences so we can kind of really take advantage yeah. of them rather than be like why aren't we more similar you know why aren't you making decisions more quickly and not kind of take things personally or make people wrong for them yeah, I think human design and all of these other personality assessments, like they help you see that there are so many different types of people out there and you have to appreciate people's differences rather than expect everyone to be the same as you, like expect people to think the same way that you think. Because even in human design, like my boyfriend is a manifester and I'm a generator. Ooh, so okay. we're very different in the way we do things. But I, I mean, what kind of insights can you give about that? You know, I think that like, and again, like, I'd have to look at so much more of his design, but I just think mm -hmm. as a manifester, like, you know, they often need a lot of freedom, you know, so kind of just like being able to like really do his own thing and like feel like he has freedom and autonomy to do his thing. I think most important probably or an area where he could get a little bit tripped up is like communication like manifestors really have to practice just like really keeping people informed of what they're choosing mm -hmm. and when because they can just like go off by themselves and start doing things and everyone's like where yeah, do they go sure. you know <laughs> and so like it's often very unnatural for them but it's just such like when I work with parents like parenting manifestors it's always just like really encourage them to kind of communicate um pretty often early on just so that they can like nail that you know early in their life but yeah so that's going to be a big thing and like letting him initiate you know when he feels really inspired I think for you as a generator it's like knowing that you bring so much like magnetic juicy amazing energy to the relationship when you really are prioritizing the things that light you up and so like mm -hmm. not getting necessarily caught in his flow but really creating time for you to kind of be like so doing the things that you really enjoy and like just my perspective on you it feels like you do do that you know but the things that kind of really light you up um, but you also have a lot of independence in your design you know so you also might be good you know kind of just like being creative and doing your own thing in your own time but it would be useful you know one very specific example is that because you have this strong gut response that's kind of meant to activate in response to things, it would be really useful for him to ask you very specific questions to help you access your gut response. Mm. So instead of being like, where do you want to go for dinner? It would be like, do you want to go out or cook at home? Mm -hmm. Do you want to make like this or this? Like giving you options and things to respond to is a really powerful way for you to kind of bypass your mind and get you straight into your gut. Ooh, I like that. So you can kind of use each other's superpowers, mm -hmm. <laughs> your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And it's like, I take time when I make decisions, but because I know my partner can make decisions in the moment, I like leverage his gut response all the time. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, you're quicker. So <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it really, again, 
human design is not really about telling us stuff we don't know. It's like stuff that we do know, but often haven't given ourselves full permission to step into. Mm-hmm. And so human design kind of allows us to do that. And then in partnership just helps us understand and honor all those differences. Hi, love. Are you tired of feeling lost in life? Frustrated at feeling so stuck? You deserve a life full of purpose. No more putting off your dreams. No more fear holding you back. You can design your ideal life and turn it into a reality starting today. To guide your journey, I made the Create Your Dream Life online course, a six-week program with videos and exercises to help you break free from limiting mindsets, take meaningful action on your dreams, and start truly living your life. It took me eight years of messy mistakes, trial and error, and DIY exercises to finally create the life I live today where so many of my dreams have become a reality. This course is my eight years of experience distilled into a step-by-step program designed to help you figure out how to create a meaningful and fulfilling life. To get started, go to lavendaire.com slash dream life to enroll today. You want to enroll soon because I'm doing a live Q&A at the end of May in our Create Your Dream Life Facebook community. So again, the link to join is lavendaire.com slash dream life. Okay, so I have a couple Facebook questions, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if they're super related, but Maddie asks, how can we tell if our chakras are blocked and how can we unblock them? Is that related to human design? Yeah, so I mean, in some ways it is. I think that like when you look at all those energy centers in human design, there's going to be a shadow and a wisdom of each, whether it's colored in or white. And so I think that like that, I love diving into that with people. It's, I don't think we can go through that mm-hmm. all now because that's a lot of information, mm-hmm. but it's it'd be really useful for you guys to dive into those pieces um, because I think then you can start to see like when you're off track, you know, because for example, like let's say you, you know, you have that strong gut response. So if you're not listening to your gut, you might start to have like actually a lot of issues in your belly, mm-hmm. you know, or like digestive issues or like belly issues. And so it's by kind of listening to your gut that you help kind of clear that energy and use that energy center properly. Mm. So it's often by kind of understanding each of those centers that we can make sure we're kind of fully leveraging it. Oh, that's so interesting. So for a manifester, if it's not in their gut, where is their energy in? So it's going to be so, you know, diverse. There are so many different ways that they can have energy. Like some of them might be drawing their energy from kind of their root center, which is just like this like stamina and drive to make things happen. Other people like it might be centered in their ego, which is just like this very powerful heart energy, Mm. just like when their heart's in it, they can do anything. So it's going to look a little bit different. So it's different. But you're saying if we are not listening to wherever our wisest response area is, like we can actually have... I guess, like blocked energy or like issues there. 100%. You know, and even interesting. it's, and it's so useful because like, even, you know, I'm the opposite of you in some ways and that like my gut center, we call the sacral center is open, but like the shadow of that for me is just honestly like not knowing when to stop working too much. So like when mm-hmm. I'm just like, exhausting myself and like not delegating then like that's where I have all the issues and like you know I'm quarantined at home right now with what's going on in the world and like I'm just finding my belly feel so good because I'm just like taking rest and like moving at a different pace so like it's gonna look a little bit different but again they all correspond to different areas in the body yeah that is so interesting Okay, the next question is from Dikshita. She says, I try to be a friendly leader to my team, but they don't respect me. How can I become a leader they respect? So that would depend on your specific design. You know, I think that like Mm. as because everyone's going to lead a little bit differently. You know, I think like as a projector, you need to really make sure you're invited into leadership and really recognize like as a manifesting generator, you need to make sure you're really lit up by it, but also that you have support to handle the more mundane task by task stuff. So 
my feeling just generally, mm-hmm. I guess, is that like if you really align with your design and kind of like align with your unique operating system and step into formal leadership that feels like authentic to you and not what you think you should be doing or what others are doing, it's probably going to flow a little bit easier. Awesome. Lastly, I have some rapid fire questions that I ask all of our guests. Are you ready? Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So Erin, what does your dream life look like? Honestly, I kind of feel like I'm like living my dream life right now. I just feel like that's my, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that yeah. it's human design has taught me that like when we make I know sorry, it's rapid fire. I'll be quick, but like when we make one no, aligned okay. when we make like one aligned decision at a time, it's just like we never know where it's going to take us. And like I've stopped trying to control and just like make sure I'm aligned. So like I have a wonderful partner. Like I love what I do. Like I love where I live. Like it just feels like I've chosen things that are just in alignment. And like it definitely mm-hmm. hasn't always been that way. So it feels so good right now and I'm learning so much and I'm also just like so curious and excited to see how it unfolds. Yeah. Do you feel like life is easier and more smooth with human design? Like oh making your choices based 100%. on it? 100%. Yeah. Because I'm not like losing myself in my mind. Like I know yeah. that that's not where I meant to make decisions from. And I think what I always tell people is like, just because I tell you your human design, like doesn't mean you need to abide by it. Like, but often if you do and like honor it, like life is just going to feel better and often be so much more successful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole point of all this for our listeners out there is like, this is a way for you to like know the best strategy, I guess, to move forward with your decisions and choices in life. Totally. That works uniquely for you. Yeah. What is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? You know, a book I read many years ago, but I loved was a book called Surrender Experiment. I'm like blanking on the name of the author, but he's the guy who wrote The Untethered Soul. Uh But it's just like the story of his own life. And it's so beautiful because when you talk about like surrendering and just kind of like releasing control, it's just like a beautiful example of like a man doing it and just like watching the way that it unfolds Mm. so that's such a good I love that book so much yeah I think it's Michael A. Singer yes the untethered soul Mm -hmm. what's funny I think the previous guest that I interviewed also recommended the untethered soul (laughs) so the fact that you recommended this like I think it means something (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing it's so they're both so good yeah okay what is one habit that has changed your life I would say like, I mean, I've been meditating for a long time, but like that just has like totally changed the game for me. And I'm always exploring different meditation practices. Mm -hmm. And I took a different course recently and just like, it really just like sets the day in a whole different way. And I also um, practice a lot of Kundalini Mm. and Kundalini has been just like so powerful for me in all the ways and definitely recommend it for people that are drawn. Okay. What is the best life or career advice you've ever gotten? Honestly, that we all do it differently which is like kind of the advice I got in human design. It's just that like we're meant to build our businesses differently. We're meant to hire people differently. We're meant to work with people differently. And just like really owning and honoring that has been so powerful for me and also just like so fun to share with people. Yeah, I love that. And last one, to finish the sentence, the most amazing part about life is... Honestly, just like the surprise, just like the magic, the unknown, you know, (laughs) leaning into that and not Mm -hmm. having any idea where it's going to take us. Can I ask you what makes you so comfortable with uncertainty, especially with what we're going through now? A lot of people don't know how to deal with uncertainty. So the fact that you like it, how how did that happen? (laughs) Oh my God, I don't really like it. But I think (laughs) that like I, I just feel like I have had enough life experience to know that trying to kind of control things and architect things like it never works out Mm 
And I've also had enough experience to know that like when I really just like surrender and sit back, like things are so magical. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a thing that I constantly work with. Like my partner is so funny. It's like he watches me try to control things and he wrote, he created this beautiful canvas above my bed that just says like in trust and trust and trust. And so I feel like whenever I'm like not in trust, he like points me to it. And so I think in terms of the, you know, which is so So, and I just think that like choosing from courage and making those aligned decisions just like has created so much magic in my life. So I really am in trust that like Mm -hmm. that really is the way for me. And I think for so many of us, I think with what's going on right now, like I just, there's so much unknown and it's so scary in terms of like, you know, the coronavirus and all the things. But I also just think that like, I'm staying so informed and so up to date, but I also just know there's only so much I can control, you know? And so I think there's just like, I've kind of had to like lean into that uncertainty and be a little bit in trust and just like do everything I can. Um, But also like if I try to control more, I think I would be miserable. Exactly. That was so helpful. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, of course. Thanks for asking. And then where can we find you online? Yeah. So I'm Erin Claire Jones everywhere um, on Instagram and my website. And we have, I have a couple offerings. We can do a discount for your audience on one, which is mm-hmm. um, a 30 page PDF on your unique design. So I hand make them. It kind of walks you through all the key pieces. So that's a really great place to get started. And then I also do sessions and all the things that people want to dive deeper. Awesome. And we'll link all of that in the show notes down below. Thank you so much, Erin. This was so helpful. And I just wish you all the best. Of course. Such a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Hope you enjoyed learning all about human design today. It's definitely something that is so nuanced and so unique to each person. So I highly recommend getting your own body graph done. It's free. You do it online. Just go to Erin Claire Jones's website. You can do it there or you can just Google human design and you'll find it there. So basically human design is a personality assessment to understand yourself through a chart called the body graph. And what it can do is help give you better strategies on how how to navigate your life aligned to who you are because it turns out we're all different. We have different strengths. We have different things that we can rely on, different tools that we can take from. By the way, when you get your body graph, there's going to be a lot of parts that won't make sense, that you won't understand. So it's up to you whether you want to do further research on it. But if you're interested, Erin is offering a discount code to her 30-page blueprint on your human design. So if you want to do that, just enter the code LAVENDER to get your discount. And I'll make sure to put that link in the show notes, which can be found at lavendercom lifestyle-152, the number of this episode. What's nice about human design is it actually gives you a concrete strategy on how to make decisions, what's best for you. So it's actually not best for everyone to make decisions based on their gut. For me, it is, but for you, it might be something else. It might be listening to your emotions, your ego, or maybe just sleeping on it and not making a decision for like 30 days. The point of all this is to understand that we are different. We are wired differently, and this is just another tool to help understand how we are wired differently. And then once you understand your own type and the types of the people around you, it could help you have more empathy for other people to understand that they don't function the same way that you do, and thus you can work together and maybe utilize each other's different strengths and in general just be more understanding of one another. All right, I'll leave it at that and I'll let you continue your research on your own. Sending you so much love. Bye!
All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.